Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm going to continue to preach the sermon called um, Rejoicing in the Coming Victory. I preached half of it last Sunday. I will continue today. But before I preach that message, may I say something to you from my heart? I just want to speak this by the leading of the Holy Spirit and from my heart about our church. Many of you, if you have known me long enough, you know that I am a really pastor. I really have a heart of a father. I really love and care for God's children. I want you to do well, to be strong, to be blessed, to be fruitful, effective, and to be protected by the Lord, and you shall be the blessing to the nations. That's my heart desire. I want you to grow and develop and get to know God more. But after serving the Lord for many years, I have found out that we are not just walking on this earth without enemies. We have our enemies, the enemies of our soul. Definitely Satan is our great enemy. And we also have the enemy in ourselves called the flesh or the unrenewed mind. We all have unrenewed mind. Our mind can be corrupted. That's why the Bible talks about our heart our own heart deceive ourselves. We can be deceived by ourselves and we can be deceived by the devil as well. And I really care about you and I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want you to fail and have problems in life. That's why we will do everything in this house to protect you and to help you to be strong. The Bible talks about the armor of God, the armor of God. You put in the shield, the breastplate. You hold the shield. You put on the helmet, all these things, to protect yourself from the attack of the enemy. It's so sad sometimes when I see some members are in trouble or get into deception and get into trouble. This is the problem that I want to share with you quickly, okay? We all are like kids, in a sense. Even Pastor Lau, I've been a Christian for 38 years. I'm still a kid compared to Jesus Christ. I'm still young compared to the Lord Jesus. And as kids, that's why the Bible says we need to come to Him with the childlike faith. We need to see ourselves like a child, not become so great and we don't need God anymore. We still need God. And he put all of us in the house of God. And in that house, you will receive protection. You receive spiritual protection. Some of you may say, Pastor Lau knows the Bible less than me. I know Greek and Hebrews. I know I can memorize the whole Bible. I know more Bible than him. Yes, 
you know the Bible more than me. That's okay, and I'm glad that I'm so glad you know the Bible and you are expert in theology. Nothing wrong about that. I'm not competing with you about that. But still, spiritually, God appoint me to protect this house as a pastor. So even though I may not be as gifted as you are, or may not know the Bible as you know, by position, I'm still your pastor and your protector. Go from top down like this. So it's so important to stay in the basic. I want to talk to especially all believers in this church. This is, I'm talking from my heart now. I know that I take this time from the sermon, but I'm very concerned. I want to talk to old believers as well, not only new believers. Let me read some scripture here. Second Timothy chapter 3, 16 to 17, I read one more time. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man and the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 27, Therefore, whoever hears this saying of mine and does them, I will like him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall. It was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears this saying of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. What I like to try to say is this, Please, no matter how many years you have been a Christian, even though you may have a title in the church as a pastor, elders, you may lay hand on 1,000 sick people and all of them get healed. You may prophesy. You may cast out demons. You may know all the Bible. But I want to remind all of you, please don't miss the basic. What is the basic? You're in the house. You always go home. How many people live on the street? Raise your hand up. Do you go home every night? You go home. Is that right? You go home. You don't live on the street. You go back to your home. And in your home, as kids, you have parents. In the home, you learn something from your parents. I remember everything my dad told me when I was a young boy. He told me to turn off the light. He told me to eat the smallest chicken on the plate and give bigger chicken to other people. He taught me all these things. And I still remember all of these things because he wanted me to be a good man, a successful man. In the same way, all the basic, you eat food, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, you dental floss your teeth, you exercise, you try to get at least six to eight hours sleep at night, you drink enough water, all of these are basic things in your life. Is that correct? How many people agree? They are basic. Okay. So the same way, please stay in the basic. 
You may be able to prophesy and see dreams and vision and do all k i n d of great things, but if you don't stay with the basic, you can be in trouble. I am correcting my church right now. You need to stay in the basic that go to church every Sunday. If you are not out of town or you get into emergency, you should go to church and worship God. Amen. You should read the Bible every day, Amen. pray every day. Not only that, I'm saying this. Don't misunderstand me. I believe um, you and I may be in the different shoes. We are in the different shoes of position. My shoes is that I feed my flock, and the flock. I'm not the shepherd of everybody in this city. I only shepherd those who God put under me. I'm not the pastor of everybody. But when you are under this flock, and God prepared the food to this shepherd to feed you, it means from His heart that that message is for you. Are you clear? So I want to encourage you. Try to listen to our teaching, all the old series. If you missed church last Sunday, try to get to the YouTube and listen to the last Sunday sermon. This is the trick of the enemy. If you are prideful and you think you know a lot already, believe me, not everyone know everything. I don't know everything either. I still learning. But whatever God is speaking in the church to the Flock or to the children in that house, it means that he has something for you, and that will protect you from the evil ones, and that will guard your heart from doing something wrong. The word of God is so important to guard your heart. I want to encourage you. No matter what happens, o m e b o d y may offend you, step on your toes in the church. Somebody may hurt your feeling in the church. Somebody may steal your money. Whatever, don't miss the basic. Go to church, read the Bible, listen to the sermon in your own church before you listen to outsider. Because if you don't know our own sermon, I believe I do my best to feed this sheep, the sheep in this church. I'm a teacher. I don't come up and just blah 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 and waste your time. I'm really teaching the Bible, so please listen. So that we can go the same direction together, and I believe you shall be blessed because you are under the spiritual covering that fear the Lord. Amen. So guard your heart, please. That's why even now, 38 years of being a Christian, I still go to care group, I still go to Bible class, I still learn, I still listen to someone, I still read the Bible, I'm still praying, I'm still come to church every Sunday. Because I don't want to miss the basic. I need to honor my leader, honor my pastor. Basic, like you honor your parents. I need to do all this basic. Don't let the devil come in and lie to you and get out of the basic thing in your life. Stay in the basic. Thank God for vision and dreams and all this stuff and all the big thing in the body of Christ that people like seeking big thing. But don't forget the basic. Amen. Is it clear? Okay, I know. I speak like this to you as a daddy. I need to speak to my children. Amen. Because I've seen people fall away and get into trouble because they don't stick to the basic, and the devil lie to them and make them ineffective, and they will be like that house that fall when the storm come. 
we're going to be strong when we stay in the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, everyone say joy, this is in a series called Rejoice Always. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. My brother and sister, our Lord Jesus Christ is the faith master. We should keep our eyes on him. And faith will bring joy to us. No one in the world ever be able to walk in faith in the better level than Jesus. And no one in the future can walk in faith at the higher level than Jesus Christ. He is the best faith master and author. But we can become more and more like him. The question is, how do we know that Jesus had so much faith in him? The answer is in Hebrews chapter 12. At the cross, when he was nailed by that big nail on his hand. He suffered, but he endured the suffering of taking the sin of the whole world, endured the physical torment at the cross with joy. The Bible said the joy that is set before him. He was able to endure. He was able to despise the shame and the mocking of people who walk by and say, Hey, you claim you're the son of living God. Why don't you jump out of there? He was able to endure all these things because he was a man of faith. He has so much faith. We learned from the previous sermon that when we have faith, we have hope, which is the confident expectation of what to come. Jesus has so much faith and so much hope that one day millions of churches will be planted in the world. He has so much faith and hope and expectation that one day you and I would be saved, delivered, blessed, and strong. He sees in the future the joy of the victory that he will see in the days and the years to come. That's why when the soldier nailed him on the cross, he was able to endure. He has so much joy on the inside him. Ha, huh, even though I suffered this time. It's a momentary thing. It's a temporary thing. It will be over. And in a few days, I will be raised from the dead. And in a few days, I will be in the new glorious body and I will appear to my disciple. And will be raised from the dead and will raised up to heaven and sit at the right hand of the Father. He had faith. He has joy of faith. Everyone say the joy of faith. When you have so much faith, you have joy. And when you have joy, you have strength. Because the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when you have strength from the Lord, you can endure, you can 
Deal with all the problems that you are facing right now, all the unpleasant things that you are facing right now. You can deal with them easily. You can laugh about it because you are so strong. When we talk about the joy of the Lord, I'm not talking about happiness in the world. Some people are happy when they are watching their favorite show in the TV. Some people are happy when they are participating in the favorite game. Or they could go to the favorite place for vacation. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. Have you ever experienced the joy of the Lord? I have. I laugh in the Holy Spirit. I just laugh and laugh. That come from the inside here. The rivers of God flow out of me, and the Bible compare that joy of the Holy Spirit as being high or being drunk. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 to 19, and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. When you have so much faith, do you notice that your pastor always smiles and laughs? Do you notice that? Because I have faith. I'm a man of faith, so I always laugh and smile and happy. Because faith gives me joy, and that joy comes from the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. It's not the human happiness, but it's the joy of the Lord, and that gives me strength. Expression of joy include laughing, smiling, dancing, singing, shouting, jumping up and down. Let me ask this question to you: How many adults? How many adults, including Christian adults, go days after days? Week after week, without smiling, even less laughing. When was the last time you smiled? Let me ask this question: When was the last time you laughed and have good time? The reason why people could not smile, could not laugh, because they may have doubt in their heart. They don't walk by faith. They lack the joy because they lack faith. If the situation look bad, definitely it's reasonable to look sad. They walk by sight. They walk by their feeling. So when the feeling is bad, they will be sad. But when you walk by faith, it doesn't matter what you see or what you feel, because you know, my God have heard my prayer. My God shall do something for me. Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! I have. Excitement, and I have expectation of great things gonna happen in the days and the years to come. When you believe, no matter what you are seeing, and not no matter what you are feeling or what you have or don't have, you still have confidence that God listened to your prayer. You still have the joy that no one can steal from you. That's why faith is so important in the Christian life. Expectation and excitement will come into you when you have so much faith on the inside of you. That's how Jesus could endure the cross. He has so much faith. The faith, because of faith, he has the joy that is set before him. There's something great going to happen after this momentary suffering at the cross. He was the man. He is the author of faith. He is the master of faith, and we should look unto him and follow his example. My dear brothers and sisters, he is the best example to us, 
And if he had joy at the cross, can we have joy in the unpleasant situation right now? We should be able to. Is that right? Sometimes we heard bad news. We still laugh and smile because we know that when we present our request to God and we believe that we receive the answer and He is the faithful God, powerful God, and He shall fulfill His promise, we can say, yeah, I can deal with this problem. It is momentary. The victorious day is coming. I believe that God answered my prayer. I'm going to laugh and smile. I will not lose sleep. I am still happy because God's help and God's miracle are on the way. Your expectation, your hope of confident expectation make you happy. Your faith pleases God. How many people want to please God? I want to please God. I shared last Sunday. It's not a big deal for God to perform miracle and give you spiritual breakthrough. But it's a big deal for God to see your faith in your heart. So even you, when you have faith in your heart, you please God. And God look at you and say, wow, angels, look at that guy. Look at that woman. I'm so impressed. He has so much faith. She has so much faith. Wow, it's a piece of cake for me. I don't have to figure it out how to help them. Okay, angel, go. Boop. Miracle happened. God say it's a piece of cake to help all of us in the time of our trouble. So we need to please God by walking by faith. Psalm chapter 2 verses 1 to 4 say, Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces. This Heathens or this unbeliever try to come against God in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He, mean God, the Heavenly Father, who sits in the heaven, shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. The Bible says clearly, our God is a God of faith. When evil people come up with the evil planning and wicked scheme, to come against his plan, his church, his servant. God looked at that, that plan and, ha, 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 you cannot stop me. Your plan is nothing. I am the almighty God. You cannot stop my power. And he sit on the throne. He did not have to try to figure it out how to fight with them. He just sit on the throne and he laughed and he say, oh, your plan will fail. My dear brother and sister, that is the God we worship, the God of joy, the God of faith. He loves on his throne. Amen. When we believe in his promise, I shall meet all of your need. And you say, yes, I believe that God that we worship in heaven shall meet all of my needs. And you can smile and laugh and you can say, God, it will come to pass. You will take care of me financially and physically. But on the contrary, if you cry, you complain, oh, God doesn't help me. When he's going to answer my prayer, I tell you, you are not in faith. If you're in faith, you will not complain. You will not cry. If you are a complainer, please stop. Please. 
Don't complain anymore. Don't speak negative anymore. Speak positive. Amen. Declare the promise of God. God shall supply all of my needs. Maybe the reason God hasn't answered your prayer because you pray without faith. That's why you keep complaining, complaining, complaining. Because you don't have faith. If you have faith, you will smile and be happy. Amen. Doubt will put you in the present. But faith will push you to the future. If right now your condition is unpleasant, is very negative, very down, you should switch your channel to the future channel by faith. Yes, right now, like Jesus went through, the nail on his hand was very unpleasant situation, but he switched his channel to the joy, to the faith of the things that will come in the future. Rejoicing in the coming victory. I'm excited about the coming victory. You switch and you say, I believe the will of God shall be done in my life. I believe the breakthrough will come. I believe God loves me. He's a good God. He's a gracious God. He will fulfill His promise. I can be joyful right now. And with the joy, you have strength. And you can go on to handle all the momentary, unpleasant situation because you have the joy and the strength of the Lord. If you think that there is no future, there is no victory, there is no provision from God, you shall be depressed. But if you believe God shall provide, God shall give you victory, you shall laugh and smile. You believe in the Word. You believe in His character. You believe that and you expect that something good is going to happen in the near future. Amen? You don't put the deadline on God though. It may come in a month, maybe come in a couple months, but you just stand in faith and believe and expect that your need shall be met. Amen? Let me read more scripture about rejoicing in the future victory. Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 to 12. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Everyone say rejoice. Everyone say exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. How many people, when you walk with God and serve God, and people hate you, people persecute you, lie on you, and say falsely accusation against you, and make you feel bad sometimes? How many people face that? I have faced that. People lied about me, talked bad about me. But the Lord Jesus said that that's what happened to the prophet too. That's what happened to Elijah. Elijah, Isaiah, happened to Moses, happened to all the prophets in the Old Testament. But rejoice! I have to remind myself when I heard bad news sometimes. When I heard that people talk bad about me, I have to remind myself, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Because I have great reward in heaven. If they did that to the prophet, they're going to do to me. Thank you, Jesus. I'm in the same boat as all the Old Testament prophets. I should rejoice. Because in the future, I will stand before Jesus and I'm going to get the crowd of glory. 
I'm going to get the rewards in heaven. I'm going to have a big mansion in heaven next to Pastor Da and next to your home. How many people want to live close to me? Raise your hand up. Okay. If you don't raise your hand, it means that you may not like me. <laughs> I hope I have my mansion is next to your mansion. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Rejoice in Luke chapter 6, verse 23. Rejoice in that day. And leap for joy, leap for joy. For indeed, your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner, their fathers did to the prophets. The Bible says that when people lied about you, persecute you because you live for the kingdom, you're on fire for God, you don't compromise the word of God, you serve God, and you don't try to please any people. You just try to please God. And they persecute you. They give you a hard time. The Bible says, rejoice. Let me ask this question. Is rejoicing what most Christians do when they get into trouble? I don't think so. Most people cry and complain and quit and stop going to church. Don't let anybody don't let any demon, don't let any situation or anybody's word steal your joy. Period. Everyone say, I will not let anything, any demon, anybody, any circumstance steal my joy. I am a person of faith. I have expectation. In the promise of God, let us walk by faith. Believe in the promise of God. Luke 6 to 22, blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you. How many people get that? I got that. <laughs> people hate me, people exclude me. And revile you and cast out your name as evil. They even record that you are evil. For the Son of Man's sake, my dear brother and sister, when people exclude you, cut you off from their list, when they kick you out from their society because you believe in Jesus and you believe in the word of God, don't go home and cry and put a blanket on your head and just feel sorry for yourself. No! Still enjoy life. Still go to work. Amen? Still laugh. Still go to church and worship the Lord. Don't be upset. Don't be sad. And feel pity on yourself. We should follow the footsteps of Jesus at the cross. He had the joy that is set before him. Jesus did not complain when he was crucified. He had the joy of faith on the inside of him. And he knew that good things are going to happen. He excited about the good things going to happen. James chapter 1 verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. When we face trials and hardships, count it all joy. When we face fun things, we don't need to count it all joy. But when trouble comes, we need to count it all joy. I'm going to show you one example of the Bible. Two servants of God who walk by faith and joy. Their names were Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas went to many cities to preach the gospel. And sometimes God told them to leave certain cities very quickly or told them not to go to certain cities. 
I read to show you Acts chapter 22, 18-19. And saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. So I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I imprison and beat those who believe on you. My brother and sister, to preach the gospel to the whole world is the command of Jesus to the whole body of Christ. But we are not commanded to go to the whole world ourselves. We go where God sent us. And sometimes God may say, get out of there ASAP. Maybe you go to certain city and God say, this is not for you. Get out of there right now. Don't quote Psalm 23 and Psalm 91 say, God going to protect me. Actually, God told you, God tried to protect you by saying, get out of here right now. Because otherwise, you're going to be in jail. You're going to be arrested. Amen. So listen to the Holy Spirit. I myself, I don't go everywhere. I go only the place God tell me to go. My territory that God give to me is only limited. I'm not the answer to the whole world. I'm not. I'm a small guy. I'm a small servant of God in this world. There are, much, there are so many great servants of God in the world. I'm just a small guy in the body of Christ. So I just go only where God wants me to go. But Silas and Paul went to a city, Philippi. And in that city, they preached the gospel by the direction of God. In Acts chapter 16, the Bible says that, And on the Sabbath day, they went out, of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And they sat down and spoke to the woman who met there. And many people heard the gospel, and one of the ladies who got saved was Lydia. Lydia opened her home to be a church. And after that, one young lady got saved, but this lady had demon in her. She served her master's by the demon on the inside. What happened in Acts chapter 16, verse 17? The girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. This young lady followed Paul everywhere and Silas and start to speak something to annoy them. What Paul did, Look at Acts chapter 16, 18 to 24. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, to the demon on the inside of her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Oh, I like that. You walk to somebody. I think in America, people will be offended. If I walk to, for example, I walk to Tom. Tom, I command evil spirit to come out of you. I think Tom will be offended. Is that right? But Paul didn't care. He just said that. Demon, come out of this lady. I command you. And he came out that very hour. Wow, Paul had so much faith and anointing. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. 
And when they had laid many stripes on them, not just one or two, many stripes on them, threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely, having received such a charge, the leader of the prisoner put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Wow. This young lady is follow Paul. Paul cast demon out of her, and after that, her masters were mad. They did everything to persecute Paul and Silas. And eventually, they were arrested, beaten, put into the deep dungeon, deep, dark, smelly dungeon, because they preached the gospel. Well, what we are going through today, the persecution, cannot be compared to what Jesus went through cannot be compared to what Paul went through. Therefore, I should not complain. Is that right? We should not complain if somebody say, Oh, why you follow God? You're stupid. You're so dumb. That's okay. They did not put you in jail. Acts chapter 16, 25 to 26. But at midnight, the darkest and the latest hour of the day, in the dungeon, smelly dark, Deep dungeon, with both feet in the stocks, multiple laceration in the back, bleeding, and hungry and thirsty. They were in the bad place. At the darkest hour, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoner were listening to them. Suddenly. There was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chain were loosed. Wow, at midnight, in the darkest hour, in the difficult situation, smelly, dark, hurt in the back, bleeding. They could not leap, jump up and down with joy, because their feet were in the stocks. But what did they do? The joy of the Lord is my strength. 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 They began to praise God. They sing hymn to God. And they did not sing blue song. They did not sing quiet, sad song. Quiet. I love you, Lord. <laughs> and I lift my voice. They did not whisper. They sang out loud that the whole prisoner could hear their voice. Amen? Amen. Paul did not say, Silas, I'm so sorry. I think I've missed God. You and I should have been promoted to be manager in our big organization. We should not have come here as a missionary. Oh, I'm so sad. We're going to be here forever until we die. We're going to die here. No food to eat, so smelly. I'm sorry, Silas. Could you please forgive me? Did Paul do that? Did Paul complain? Did Paul cry? No. They both 
Obey the word of Jesus. Say that when you are reviled and persecuted, you should rejoice with exceeding joy. So they began to sing and praise and pray out loud, and the presence of God came. The glory of the Lord showed up. The angel showed up in the praise and worship. In the faith, their faith pleased the Father, because they pleased the Father. The Father showed up. The glory of the Lord showed up, and the earthquake came. This is not the normal, regular, usual earthquake. This is a supernatural earthquake because the doors of the prison broke out, and the chains fell loose, and they became free. Wow! How many people want to have that kind of breakthrough in your life? Should we be complaining? Should we be sad? What should we do? Joy, faith. Trust God. Amen. Acts chapter 16, 27 to 30. And the keeper of the prison awaking from sleep, seeing the prison door open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Wow, not only that Paul and Silas were saved and all the prisoners were saved, this jailer, the head of the prison, got conviction. God is so real. Earthquake. The door opened. The chains come out, get loose. They were so convicted that God is real. He wanted to kill himself because he was commanded by the magistrate that you have to keep all this prisoner well. Don't let them go out. So he thought he's going to be killed anyway. He wanted to kill himself. But Paul stopped that. Look at verses 31 to 34, and I'm done here. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. So Paul and Silas preached the gospel. You and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of that night and watched their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Wow, what a victory. I love it. Now when he had brought them into his house, he sat he set food before them, and listen, after this man, the head of the prisoner, the head of the prison, believed in God, what happened to him? And he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. All the scriptures that I read show the connection between believing and joy. Rejoicing and joy and faith. When you have faith, you believe what you pray is answered by the Lord. You believe in the character of God, that He loves you, He's so good to you, He answers your prayer, He fulfills His promise. You believe that you receive the answer according to His promise. After you believe, you have confident expectation, or we call hope. 
When you have that expectation, you get excited, and then you have joy, and you express your joy by singing, dancing, laughing, smiling. And when you have joy, you have strength to be able to handle the current unpleasant, temporary situation in your life. But you know that in the future, great things can happen, miracles can happen. The breakthrough is going to happen. You know you please God. You know the promise of God shall be fulfilled. You exercise your faith. Amen? Amen. In every circumstance, no matter what happens, exercise your faith. If your children are not saved right now, believe in the promise of God. You and your household shall be saved. I believe that you are faithful to God. You go to church every Sunday. You pray by faith. One day your children will come to know the Lord. Don't give up on your faith. Amen? And just laugh about it and rejoice about it. Don't yell to your kids. Just be smiling. Your kids may give you a hard time because they are teenagers. And when they yell at you, you just smile. Honey, God loves you. Amen? Don't get mad. Don't get upset. Don't yell back. Don't be religious, but be a person of faith. Smile and happy. And you're going to see that God will send His angel to help you. The presence of God will be in your home. Because in your home, you always laugh and smile. And you walk by faith. And when the presence of God shows up in your home, miracles shall happen. Amen? How many people say, I will, I'm going to walk this way. I'm going to walk by faith. Walk by faith. Everyone say, faith. faith. Hope. Hope. Confident expectation. I believe. I receive the answer before I see them. I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. I don't walk by my feelings. I depend on the promise of God. I rejoice in the coming victory, in the coming breakthroughs, in the coming healing. In the coming provision, God keep His promise. Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! Should we smile all the time because we walk by faith? Let me remind you one more time. Doubt despairs, complain, and is sad. But faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. When you walk by faith, you give thanks. You rejoice. You smile and happy. Amen? Amen. How many people believe God can heal you? How many people believe God can provide for you? How many people believe that God can protect you? He can give you breakthroughs. How many people believe that? Should we smile? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't take me wrong. I'm a human being too. Sometimes I get sad too. And I need to stir myself up. Sometimes I heard bad news and I start to get worried and depressed and angry. 
and I have to stop and say, uh, 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 uh. no, 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 no. I should rejoice. I should not stay in anger, being upset, depressed, bitter, and angry. I should get out from that ASAP and be happy and trust in the Lord. Amen. We need to sometime like this. Wake up. Wake up. I'm not going to stay in being angry and upset all the time. I'm going to rejoice in the promise of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you so much for showing all the scriptures, the truth about the joy of faith. Lord, thank you for the faith of God that comes by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the promises of heaven and your faithfulness, your power. Lord, we want to please you by walking by faith. We will remind ourselves, and your Holy Spirit will remind us every day, not to walk by sight, not to walk by feelings. Lord, we will not allow what we don't see, what we see, what we have or not have, what we feel and don't feel, pull us away from you. We're going to walk by faith, stand in faith, running the race to the end. We will keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of faith, who endures the cross, who despised the shame at the cross, and have the joy that is set before him. Lord, we want to have that joy, the joy that is set before us of the coming victory, Lord. Help us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're not sure that your name is recorded in the book of life, you're not sure that after you leave this world, you will go to heaven, I'd like to invite you to be a child of God by confessing with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and believing in your heart that He is your God and He is your Savior. If you want to be a child of God, just follow my prayer. How many people want to go to heaven? Raise your hand up. Wow, very smart. Pray with me. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for sending your Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for my sin I receive your forgiveness I repent of my sin receive me into your kingdom Lord Jesus come into my life sit on the throne of my life you are my Lord you are my Savior, Jesus. You were raised from the dead on the third day. And you are the living God. From today on, I shall walk with you by faith. And I will have the joy of faith. I will face every situation by faith and obedience, Lord. Thank you, Lord, 
in Jesus mighty name amen thank you lord jesus hallelujah congratulations for receiving jesus into your heart thank you lord jesus we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh, Thursday.